You are now tuning in to Empower 610, where we power minds one episode at a time. One of our missions here is empowering the creatives and power the community. By empowering the creatives and empowering the community, our whole goal is to empower the culture. Yo, what is up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Empower 610, where we empower minds one episode at a time let's get it and today we have a special episode but before we begin we want to ask you if you could please subscribe to the channel if you are enjoying the content it really helps us grow it helps us bring new ideas and new content coming your way also check out our, our new spotify playlist for empower 610 we'll have the link in the description let's go so i mean i love a good playlist yes sir what are we talking about today, Nice? So today, you had a brilliant idea. I'll give you that. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about grief. We're going to talk about the music and verse and visual that I put out. And we're going to talk about just how people process those different things. And I was figured I'd talk a little bit about my process because it's interesting, especially because I've never done something like that before. Yeah. times. Yes, sir. And today is March 8th from the time that we are recording this. Mm -hmm. So today is International Women's uh, Day, and I believe it's also uh, Women's Month. This is fact. As well. So uh, we have a couple of things relating to that. And also the books um, that Nice brought here have all authors that are women, um, as well as a couple of things relating to what he's going to be talking about today. This is very, very, very big facts. You know, intentional design is kind of our thing. And since it is International Women's Day, Women's History Month, what better way to have some dialogue uh, around some important women in our lives, relationships, and of course, empower some authors right in front of us that are also women as well. So, yes, sir. Shout out to all the moms, the grandmas, the sisters, all the ladies out there doing your thing. Hey, auntie. <laughs> I yeah. Could, I, could, <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Shout out to my bae and all that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think where we should start off is you released a track. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And um, part of part of that is just interesting because um, I've been trolling for like, 13 years about an album or a single i've put all types of fun stuff on the internet and um i just have fun with it and it's interesting because the, i guess the thing about me is being so serious but playful all the time people don't know when i'm serious or when i'm not serious and so um interestingly enough i have how many fake album covers that exist in the world however i'm feeling at the, however i'm feeling at the time uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take credit for some of those designs yeah, yeah, you definitely, you definitely, you definitely <laughs> did some. But I will say this: um, on April Fools of 2021, my double album on April Fools had Jay Electronica follow me, and then that like threw me off because I was like, "Wait, I posted album coming soon on April Fools, and Jay Electronica follows me, fresh off a of drop in his album that everyone was waiting for." So then I thought maybe that was a sign. Word. Then he unfollowed me like six months later. He said, April Fool's. <laughs> He's like, ah, gotcha. I'm like, nah, man. I mean, you must have done something right. right. But <laughs> but um, funny enough, like, you, you've been trolling. And the, I think the most interesting thing is, like, 
if I drop a song, that's that's well expected. But even though you've been trolling for many years, like people weren't really expecting this from you, especially mm-hmm. because you came from such a personal perspective. You being an introvert, mm-hmm. you being very private to yourself, and you don't really like putting your business out there. And we spoke about this so much time. Tell us what this song was about. This is your boy, Love Jones. Self-love is the best kind of love. Today's gems are sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading online therapy platform connecting you with over 20,000 licensed therapists. Helping you getting back to loving you. Communicate through video, audio, or unlimited messaging. BetterHelp offers you flexible options to communicate with your therapist. With a simple questionnaire, BetterHelp will match you with the right therapist for your specific needs in as little as 48 hours. Don't wait to start your mental health journey today with BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com Empower610 for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Empower610. <laughs> so um, the ba- little bit of backstory is... Um, I decided to call it Sincerely Jones because for me, it's it's a love letter of, of many sorts. Um, but the interesting thing is that it wasn't like it's something that I planned. It more or less just kind of happened on its own. Um, during COVID, I connected with um, a good friend of mine now, uh, Dr. Tierra Ellis on Clubhouse. Shout so, out to Tierra. Shout out to Dr. T. Yes, gang, sir. Gang. Dr. T. <laughs> um, and connecting on clubhouse uh we just had really good mutual energy talking about like hip-hop and mental health and healing and i'm not a psychologist i'm just really into uh neuroscience and mental health and i've learned so much from people that are like the actual psychologists and therapists things of that so you know i'm a sponge i'm always soaking up information um but through communicating with her she had started a nonprofit called psyches of color and she had talked about um her research and her having this program called exert your voice and so you know i decided that you know i wanted to join to help help out with that and it's you know centered on youth you know youth participants are able to join we were doing it online on zoom so people could join from all over the world so it was great i helped create some of the sessions um you know with her and co-create and collaborate to create a unique experience for the youth to kind of, you know, empower themselves and talk about different types of topics based on things they were dealing with during COVID. And it's still running. Mm -hmm. Um, But late 20, I think it was uh, maybe November 2021 around there. um, Donda, the Donda album had came out and uh, there was a song that wasn't on the album, which was Life of the Party with Andre and Kanye West. And I heard that song and I just, once I heard Andre's verse, I was just blown away. And I was like, wow, this right. is a heavy song. And just the sample itself just brings a whole uh, energy. The whole, yeah, everything about it, the sample, the the words, everything. And then, um, you know, I heard that. And then uh, actually there was a, I had looked it up on YouTube to, to get the song because uh, it wasn't on the album and um, it kind of got leaked out. And there were some issues with that. But in searching for it, I saw somebody had the instrumental online. And actually, mm. when I found the first instrumental that I found was actually from a guy from out here. Nice. Um, I think his name is M. Easy, the producer. I believe that's his name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I'm pretty sure it's M. Easy, though. 
and I know he works with Red McFly and stuff, but um, I saw he posted the beat. So I actually was like, you know what? This would be a good topic with the youth. And right. um, I was out taking a walk in the morning and uh, I was just playing the beat. And then while I was just walking, I started thinking about my mom and just some lines just came to my head. So as I'm walking, I'm always multitasking when it comes to having good ideas. So I start putting some lines in my phone. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to bring this to the session today. So played the beat. I played the song for the students and they were like, oh, wow, this is crazy. How'd you get some exclusive Kanye West? Because I had downloaded the song um, off the Internet and then we created to the beat as a group. So I had shared with them some of the lines I had, and I was just like, you know, it's unfinished. Yep. Um, but after that, I was like, I want to finish this just to finish it. It wasn't it still wasn't on some. Let me finish this and record it. It was more or less. I just want to finish it just to finish whatever I wanted to finish until I felt like it was done. So my process is is different. I'm always in like nerd mode. Mm-hmm. So um, in doing that, I was like doing research and I was curious. I was like, all right, well, I know a little bit about um, Kanye's mom, Donda. I don't know much about Andre Benjamin's uh, family. Right. So I learned some from the song and then I looked up his mom and I knew she had passed away, obviously. Then I learned about his dad. And then I was like, wait a second, this is kind of weird. So in doing that research, I learned that, you know, what type of person his mom was and her being an educator and having a foundation and, um, you know, Andre being involved to some degree. And then learning about his dad and his dad's last name is the same last name that i have and my mother's last name that's wild yeah and and then uh his father had passed away i think like six or eight months after his mom passed away and they didn't have the same last name which he alludes to in the song um because their their relationship didn't quite work out but his dad passed away i think what year was that 2015 or 2016 and then my mom passed in 2019 the same exact day so they're both walkers, both passed away the same day, like five years apart. Crazy coincidence. And now you have a song uh-huh. about your mother over that beat. Over the same beat. Yeah. It was weird. Just like I, I just remember writing all the notes and I was like, what type of weird thing is happening like in the world? So almost like a sign. Yeah, it was definitely a sign, but I didn't touch. I didn't touch the notes, the verse or nothing for the longest time. I don't know if I was like avoiding it. Um... Because, you know, if you've lost a loved one, it's, like, painful to even talk about, let right. alone, like, write about um, and even think about putting something out. Like, I don't know if anyone else has that problem. I would imagine so. But I find that talking about it is actually really helpful for me just to anybody, you know, anybody who kind of asks. So, you know, I've been in situations with people going through stuff and I just share with them how I deal with stuff. So I find that it feels better. But to, like, write some rhymes and <laughs> record them yeah different story so and the one conversation we had we actually spoke about how men especially men of color we don't have these conversations Mm -hmm. that are super important of like what is it like feeling of of losing a loved one especially that close to you a a mother Mm -hmm. um because it's something that we don't want to think about we want to avoid until it comes to it and then finally when it happens it's like we don't know what direction to go, whether it be talking to to a close friend. Like, what? How did you react when it first first happened? Because I think you told me <laughs> that you had um, 
either friends reach out that it happened to them and then they were kind of asking you how you processed it and i oh, even nah. asked you because like, i reached out to them you reached out to them yeah i'm strategic so like it happened and that's why um the song and like the visuals line up so much because i'm really big on intentional design but um you know what happened was i had a trip planned to hawaii mm-hmm. and that was my first vacation i took in like six seven years uh just the way life was working out and so i was like all right well i booked this trip but then like maybe like a month and a half before the trip was when my mom had a stroke so me and the kids went to visit um a couple times that my kids were going away with their mom to the Philippines, which is an amazing experience for them. So they were gone for a big chunk of February. I knew I was going out and I was like something like when I was flying out there, I was like, I got a feeling that was your gut. Yeah. 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 I knew the last time I saw her and I, you know, I FaceTimed her uh, once or twice while I was in Hawaii and uh, she wasn't really talking much and anything, but I I had the sense like my intuition was telling me what was going to happen, but I was literally on the beach (laughs) chilling on the beach chilling i had wrote her name in the sand because my mom didn't travel much so every time i went places i would like take certain pictures and be like hey mom look where you made it to and i'd show her (laughs) you know i'm saying or i'd buy her stuff from these spots or if i find a cow somewhere because she loved cows i would like all right look i got you this from this place i traveled to or whatever so that was all happening in real time and you know at that time i loved photography especially like learning what i've learned about photography Mm -hmm. um but i was like taking pictures of everything i could in hawaii but i was taking pictures of this bird flying around and it was hunting so i was like yo that'd be kind of lit to catch a bird hunting on some like i'm about to be national geographic jones out here you know what (laughs) i mean like (laughs) I, i was in my bag and um i'm doing that and then there's these crabs on the stone like i was enjoying myself and um then my phone rang it was like maybe 3 20 in the afternoon in uh, hawaii so that means on the east coast here it would have been like 8 20 or something like that wow and, and you remember the times exactly it was a, yeah it was i'm pretty sure it was around that time wow and then um as soon as i saw my sister's name pop up i already knew what it was like i already knew i already knew and as soon as i answered and just heard her voice i was just like i know what it's sitting for and so then i was you know she uh told me to communicate with with certain people and stuff like that and then i just took a moment to process and then even just throughout that process and you know being with a family member out in hawaii you know uh my my cousin was living out there at the time it was it was as beautiful as it could be going through a grieving process if i could say it any better than that it was like it was like a movie to be honest like i'm in hawaii for the first time i just wrote her name in the sand and 10 15 minutes later i'm shooting a bird not shooting a bird taking pictures of a bird <laughs> for the first time and it's just flying and hunting and the pictures are amazing you know i mean i'm biased but i think they're amazing and uh for all that to happen it was like wow like this is god engineering and storytelling and i can't like this actually happened it's not something i made up you know what i mean so right and then some of those photos i think you you actually put on the on the video um that you had on there Um, Because those those visuals, I think, definitely added on to it. When I was recording you and just listening to the lyrics Mm -hmm. and everything, I had no clue because we spoke about it a couple of times, but not in that deep detail. So it was even my first time like listening and and just experiencing your experience from your own words. And I was just like, damn, 
Yeah. Because, because one of the things you mentioned is like everyone knew you as kind of like the magazine guy, the event guy, the party guy. And then during these mm. times, like you toned it down a bit, but you had a good reason. But pro- I imagine that during that time, there was probably a lot of people hitting you up like, yo, what's up with Echo? Echo Live. Nonstop, man. To this yeah. day, I still get that. Um, But, you know, it wasn't like I told anybody that. And I didn't really right. feel like it was anyone's place to know. I didn't feel Facts. like anyone was entitled or privileged to that information. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, the, people's who, the people who needed to know knew, and, like, that was it. So, uh, and as far as I was concerned, especially back then, I feel like everybody was on a need-to-know basis. So it wasn't personal. It was just who I was. One of the things that you said was you're, you're always strategic about the way you approach things. Mm-hmm. What kind of questions were you asking your close friends or relatives that may have experienced something similar to uh, kind of process this a little better? To, to, be, to be honest, for me, I treated it like anything else that I know is difficult. I make a list and I figure out who is a subject matter expert that I have access to. So uh-huh. for me, subject matter expert was who do I know that has lost a parent? Step one, who do I know that's lost their mother while juggling things? And I yeah. literally reached out to those people and said, hey, you got a moment. You, you know what I'm dealing with. I just would like to know what should I expect? What, what should I be looking forward to? How did you process? How did you go through it? And then I also like to read and watch right. videos and just try to be more informed on how to like physically mentally and emotionally prepare for stuff what was the feedback that you got from your friends um some of the things that stuck out was like you know you're you're gonna forever be different you're not gonna ever be like the same person because it's a big part of who you are it's a parent right. so you've known this person your whole life so it's like okay i'm gonna forever be different that makes that makes sense right that logically makes sense like you know everything with us is like especially me is a balance of logic and emotion and i'm more logical than emotional but most people assume i don't have emotions for some weird reason but yeah i have a lot of emotional intelligence so um that advice was was helpful one of the other things was um sometimes like different types of anniversaries and dates can be triggering so like a birthday um, an anniversary or different moments maybe you shared different foods you were used to sharing things you would used to do might trigger some ter- certain types of emotions so right that memory I, like yep so proactively hearing that information when my mom's birthday came up I took off days from work I was like no nah, her birthday's coming up I don't I don't know how I'm gonna feel I don't You're know how, be able to how I'm gonna handle it Mother's Day around there I mentally prepare for it or I might take off I don't I I can't anticipate how I'm going to feel like emotions are something that you can't always predict. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to be proactive versus reactive. I hear that. So the first couple years and I still do take off those days, but the first couple years, it was like hit or miss up and down how I was going to feel. But I've developed like routines. And to me, like that was super helpful. And then I just I don't duck the dialogue. Mm -hmm. Like, I kid you not. That same February, I um, I got back from, I got back from Hawaii. My boy Gio passed away the same day I got back. He was in the hospital. Wow. So I was now processing that as well. And then my mom's funeral was a Thursday. His funeral was a Friday, and there was just no way I was doing 
back-to-backs. Like, that's not the type of back-to-back I don't think a lot of people could deal with. How? So, this is a little bit more of a personal question, but uh-huh. how did you feel like a difference between processing a friend's passing away through your mom's passing away? Or do you think that was just almost equally the same? Obviously, like the, I, I would feel like your mother would be even more impactful, but through like just my personal experiences and then what you told me what you've been through mm-hmm. and what some of our audience been through like we all had that one friend that passed away very young um and we weren't expecting that and when we got the news it was just like wait it doesn't even feel real it kind of yeah. feels like they're still here but they're not so mm-hmm. how'd you feel at that moment processing one your mom passing away and also now your close friend passing away yeah, honestly, it was all going so fast, I can't even tell you. Like, I have no clue. Like, it was more or less like, I have to move forward, and I have to deal with these things. And because, like, my boy Gio, I've known him since he moved out to this area from New York, and I believe it was around fifth grade. So, it wasn't like, yeah, you know, maybe somebody I knew when I was older, like, he's embedded into my childhood childhood has been around my family he stayed over in my house i've stayed over his house my family is his family his grandmother is my grandmother right you know what i mean so it's one of those things so um i think the thing that was helpful is that you know we have a whole cohort of us that all grew up together that yeah. just all impacted us and so that i think just kind of you know that bringing us together in a particular way, I believe, was like helpful in processing it. But now, forever in February, it's like I don't really separate the two, right? Because they were so close to each other. And then the under the other thing that's so fascinating to me is that my boy and my mom had their own little funny like relationship, how they used to joke with each other and stuff. Yeah. So that like was really cool. So oddly enough, I found peace in the concept of them being together and in me having two guardian angels. Cause like, there's literally nothing I can change. Right. It's 2023. So when it happened, it's like, all right, the individual mind and body and soul of me still being here. wants what I want to them to be here. But the logic side is nothing lasts forever. So the only thing I could do is like, Oh, I find peace and solitude knowing that they're hanging out. They're cracking jokes. They're watching basketball. Yeah. They're watching me. They're probably roasting me. Man. <laughs> you know, like that's literally like all I could I could do to find peace in it. And it's not always easy, but it's way easier now um, and more palatable and manageable than it was, you know, that first year. But it was like things were just happening, which is why I alluded to in the story like 2019 was wild. And there's the crazy thing is. I know I told you this that day and people right. that are contacting me about it. I'm like, yo, there's a lot I left out. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can only imagine because you 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 skip through a couple of, of t- things uh-huh. and there's only so much you can put in how long. Well, actually, the song was a nine minute song. The the, the, the original. Yeah. yeah. The original was was a nine minute thing. But I could imagine just everything else, even the, the little pieces of what you were going through day by day it's definitely not easy and just me thinking about it from a personal perspective because my mom's getting older um and just the thought of that like just kind of like gives me like you know my throat gets dry like my heart feels like my heart's gonna sink in 
like mm-hmm. just kind of thinking about it but like you said it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to prepare yourself and the other day i was watching uh, a video I, I don't remember exactly um who said this i think it was um it was i think it might have been from the daily show if i'm not not correct but it was more of a joke mm-hmm. but one of the things that kind of made me think about it is like as uh, us as humans right versus any other animals most animals like when they raise their their young ones like the young ones eventually go off on their own mm-hmm. and then they forget about their mom and their dad um and it's yep. it's a pretty quick process versus um us humans where we stay for like 18 years um for the most part and everyone's kind of different in, in their own path but for the most part 18 years and then afterwards wherever you go you go in your own direction but you still have that connection there yeah so that's what i think definitely impacts um people when that happens yeah and i think one of the most interesting lines that you said in that song that (laughs) you remember my face when you (laughs) said it is the fact that you shouted out not only the people that lost the loved one but also lost a loved one that's still living. Yeah. So kind of go into that and what you meant by that, because when I, when I heard that, I could just think of like a couple of friends that just didn't have that experience. Maybe we're missing that love in their life or even just like close family members just through like certain experiences. Yeah. So to quote Nipsey Hussle, who I have my own unique experience with that happened that same year. Um, He passed away uh, April 2019. Um, But in Victory Lap, he says, circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Mm. Right? So, you know, they are, you know, imagine our life is a book, right? Not every character is meant to be in every chapter, but because you share so much time, space, energy, and history, you know, you'll grieve things that you lose. You can grieve so many different things. And that's, again, one of these things that I learned within, you know, being involved with Psyches of Color and Exert Your Voice and, you know, things like that, because like grieving's not linear. It's an up and down thing, but then you can grieve a variety of things. And so that was something that I wanted to make sure I touched on because through that process, I learned just how much people do grieve the living. You know, there's people that have um, strained or severed relationships with their mom, their dad, um, family ties, you know, hood politics. You know, there's there's a lot of um, things like that that exist. So I felt like even though it's one line, I felt like that would resonate with a lot of people because I know people deal with it. And like you said, you know, sometimes you grow up with you know certain groups of friends and then sometimes relationships change and you know sometimes it don't even be anything that happens it's just you just magically grow apart you know what i mean but you can still kind of feel a way about not being as close as you were before as well and in other cases it's extreme you know there's a some type of fight or fallout right you know um people not seeing things out of eye somebody doing something against somebody else um, somebody harming someone else and it changes and alters the entire dynamic and then the problem is in a lot of our um a lot of relationships you know there's no healing with no accountability that is facts so um you know you can still grieve because it's like man like 
this person made me upset or hurt me in this way or pissed me the heck off and we can't even have a talk about it because they refuse to take accountability so now that angers you but you're also grieving because you wish you were still connected with that person and in the way you were before and in some cases you know humans are hard-headed by design (laughs) yeah for sure and i think um like you said it could apply to a father figure a mother figure a relationship a friend Uh, a lot of the times when that happens it could be the process of like the word especially i feel like now that the word toxic is very trendy but if you ever been through a toxic relationship whether it be through a family member whether it be through um a relationship or a friend like most of the time what you're grieving is those happy memories where you had those moments and you're just like wow i wish like those moments lasted a little longer mm-hmm. and you're also grieving the idea of what you wanted them to be but they never mm-hmm. got to become that and sometimes a lot of people stay in those toxic relationships or don't distance themselves because they fall in within the illusion of mm-hmm. what someone might become or what someone is but it's completely delusional because those ugly moments or those toxic moments uh-huh. are them showing their true self and taking that mask off. Yeah, we're because it's definitely a mask. And, you know, what most people don't come to realize is there's always like three versions of yourself and who you really are. There's like who you really are, who people think you are. Right. And who you think you are. And I remember us mentioning that in the last episode, too. Mm-hmm. So that's that, I think that definitely applies to this. And it's funny because every time we have a new episode, a lot of the things that we're talking about, a lot of the gems that we're spilling, they interlink. No, yeah, that's fact. <laughs> You're about to get a whole gem necklace pretty soon, y'all. Yeah. Better. Yeah. They create a whole link of, a link of gems. <laughs> yeah. Only built for Cuban links. Shout out to Ray Kwan and them. <laughs> yeah and and so like just thinking about it and I, I can just even think of like some of the friends that i distanced myself from that i'm like yo man we were we were boys back in the day but you know you didn't change your ways or you just got stuck in a mindset that i just had to i had to grow and and you weren't trying to do that so like i had to distance myself like but you know if we see each other you know we're still boys from the day yeah but it, like the relationship's still not the same and you know you kind of grieve that at the same time because mm-hmm. you're just like man like I, I wish we were cool but i know if like we would still be cool till this day like sh- sh- it would be different yeah and people people grow and their vision of what they want out of life changes and you know, I had I had a mentors say that to me when I was a teenager and stuff. And at the time, you don't really believe them because you think you know everything. And then reality sets in. Oops, my bad. Reality <laughs> sets in and, uh, you know, things change, you know. And again, the thing is, like, I look at it like this, like the love, the love don't change. Like mm-hmm. the love isn't altered. It's like I can have love for a lot of people, even the people that I've lost. Yeah. Their spirit is still with with us so yeah you know one of the quotes in this the quote this quote book that i'm looking to drop probably in a couple weeks you know one of the things i wrote was you know energy never dies it plants seeds and multiplies and i mentioned that and i alluded to the quote a little bit differently in the song but um you know i wrote that and just thinking about um 
you know losing kobe losing my mom losing nipsey and, and different people and it's like nah it's true because you know that spirit that's energy it lives on and so that's another thing that really helped with my grieving process because sometimes i would just be you know really in my feelings seeing things yeah. that reminded me of my mom i'll never forget it this one day i heard this song um who was that by the spinners i'll be there i'll, I'll be around sorry and uh that song was playing and i felt myself having an emotional moment i was like damn the power of music yo the power of music right but then i was then i then i caught myself and i was like yo why are you sad that yeah. music is a positive trigger of a positive memory because when i was caretaking for my mom for those years i would mm. often try to make her day better by any means necessary and everyone knows i crack jokes and act silly all day like those i'm closest with so like the line not you yeah oh my yeah oh my <laughs> gosh yeah that was mad funny <laughs> so the there's that song triggered a memory because sometimes i would just you know run in her room singing songs i'd be playing them i'd get her to dance with me and stuff like that and that was one of those songs so although i got emotional for a moment i was like nah you're being triggered but when these things randomly happen when i hear songs like that randomly places or i see certain objects or things that i have yeah that's her reaching out to me reminding me she's still with me so Fact. i should be smiling yeah it's a positive memory what am i sad for you know what i mean so again that's not to say people shouldn't be sad but to me for, for me sad is selfishness because the mind and the body wants what it wants it yep. wants to have people and just be happy forever but the fact of the matter is we're all gonna go at some point yep there's no way around it <laughs> yeah and that's that you put it correctly and i think one of the most interesting parts about that is the fact that we all have a timeline of how we think our life is going to go, even myself. And like I told you, like I had a past, um, like I, I recently got out of a long-term relationship and before my long-term relationship, I had an idea of like what my twenties were going to look like when mm. I was going to graduate college, when, um, I was going to get my first employee, my first job or whatever. And I had this whole timeline like pretty much set to like i was like 40 mm -hmm. and this was me being you know not necessarily immature but like uh what's the word that i'm looking for not necessarily naive naive there we go it was me being like more naive not having that real life experience because mm. um, i i've been through some stuff but not necessarily like the stuff that i've been through now and now when i look back at it i'm just like wow I mean, it took me time to process it because for the longest I was holding myself like, man, you should have been here. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I was like, look, this is what was meant to happen because this is what created me now. And if this didn't happen, I wouldn't be thinking the way I am now. Yep. And like you said, it's all about moving forward and then kind of switching that, that train of thought. But it's all part of the healing process because without all of this happening without you listening to that song you looking into mm -hmm. it and all that stuff you wouldn't know how to cope with it and yeah. one of the things that we always preach is you know you have to go to therapy go to therapy um, because people uh, cope 
with it in many different ways. Mad different ways. I'll tell you what, one of the most healing parts of this whole process was in the beginning. Dog, mm-hmm. editing my pictures from Hawaii yeah. was the most... That's when I realized I really love photography. That's what it, that's what got me to actually make the website. That's amazing. Share them because literally on my website, it, it talks about like, you know, shooting photos is part of a healing process for me. But editing those photos and just kind of looking at the island from a different perspective and like editing and the music I was playing and the vibe I was having, you know, I wasn't sad right. that whole time. I was just like, again, I'm like, bro, what a better place to be to deal with what I was dealing with and I was yeah. with a loved one you know what I, mean? I wasn't by I wasn't by myself you know my, my cousin and his wife lived out there um so it was like what, you, a, what a perfect place do you think it would have been different if you weren't surrounded by a loved one yeah most definitely um I definitely feel like it would have been it would have been different if I wasn't on my first vacation mm-hmm. in quite a long not my first vacation but my first vacation in quite some time um, and if I wasn't out there, I do think it would be different. But I also feel like I'd still arrive at a similar spot just because I know how, like, the logic side of my brain. Like, yeah. I give myself emotional space to deal, but then logic kicks in and it's like, all right, now nah, you got stuff to do. What's the strategy? What's the play? Yeah. But, yeah, the photo editing was awesome. And that's another thing, a big thing I learned through all the things that I've done over this time is that, you know, acts of creativity promote healing so like taking like that energy and putting it into places so you know that's what prompted me to start my um soulful sundays playlist series and i was curating music and i had different themes and i was highlighting a particular artist um for each cover but i was designing the covers i was putting them on spotify apple and title title doesn't allow you to do custom covers yet um but i did that for like 12 13 weeks and then like my mom's uh death anniversary came up during that time i was doing it so then i did a special playlist for her and it was like just songs that i um you know remembered and then i asked some of my family hey what were some of the favorite songs you guys remember like with mom with mom and so then i made that playlist and it's on all the streaming platforms so it was just fun for me but there was people like oh i'm gonna be feeling like these music playlists and you know it wasn't a lot of like current stuff it was a lot of like really cool old school r&b um soul you know, my mom really loved country as far as like her playlist is concerned, but I did a lot of themes and even one I did like a Michael Jackson and Prince collab. So um, it was fun. And then it just it was things that I love. Like I love music. I love old vibes. It just puts me in a good mood. Um, I love to create and, um, you know, designing the covers, just taking different photos off the Internet and just kind of creating a new look for them and then like curating the music. It was all like healing for me. It's funny uh, you mentioned that because my my dad, that's thankfully still um, still on the surf, um, he always would joke around and say, at my funeral, I don't want anyone crying. Mm. I want people blasting my favorite salsa playlist. <laughs> and for, and now for the like the longest, I've been personally trying to get to know all of the songs and all of the artists that he listens to because i grew up with this music but i never really like bothered to listen to the artist Mm. or like who's the artist singing and then who's what's the song name and then what's the lyrics because i I, the thing i i I think is best about salsa which i think you would like if you understood spanish like you would really appreciate this is one the music 
like the instruments everything has to be in harmony everything has mm-hmm. to be in sync it's just like jazz and when you listen to that and you listen to the movement but then most people when they start listening to salsa they just hear that mm. and then as you get older you start listening to the same song and you start listening to the words and you start listening to the story just like hip hop mm-hmm. and when you start listening to the words and as more stuff starts happening to your life those songs start hitting differently they hit way different everything is different and there was like there were certain times in my life where I was maybe going through a heartbreak maybe dealing through the, the loss of a loved one and then I would hear a song a salsa song that my dad played in the past I was just like oh my gosh like I, I love this and now like me personally like I love salsa I love salsa because I awesome. feel like it's like the Spanish version of hip hop <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and because it's one of those genres that it's like a lot of people are saying it's slowly dying but it's a lot of the songs that were created that are classics are timeless mm. like some of the the 90s hip hop like you know 30 years from now people are still gonna listen to that and say that is a classic yeah that's real talk. Yeah, because good music is timeless. You know what I mean? I love that there's songs that with my daughter driving that she'll throw on. Yep. And it'd be songs that I listened to when I was younger and she has an appreciation of it. So it's, it's, it is really dope, but it, it speaks volumes to what you're saying with, um, you know, it being timeless. But with age, it's like, you know, there's plenty of songs that I hear now that I listen to back then. I'm like, Yo, how was I allowed to listen to this? <laughs> and and it, one of the things that I, I find interesting, right? And I think something that people are losing nowadays is the value of an image. Like just how you mm. said, like editing it. Because back in the day, we, would, we wouldn't have Instagram. We would have the big books and flip through the Polaroids. And then we would see like old family members that might've passed away. And we would remember that specific moment. Mm-hmm. And we were very selective of when we took a photo. Nowadays, like people expensive can Expensive too. Yeah. Nowadays, people can take photos left and right, left and right. And you lose the value of it because it ends up in your gallery. And then eventually you switch phones, you lose the photos and now you don't know where it is. But mm-hmm. there's something about having the physical book and flipping through those photos that I can't like once I have a family uh, my personal family like I think I still want to bring that tradition because I think it's something so special and just like how you mentioned like taking those photos in Hawaii like now when you look through those photos those photos are not just a picture of a bird those those photos are not a picture of a vacation those pictures were a moment and then when you look at that moment you could feel what you were feeling but you also remember like all the processing that you went through and how much growth came from that. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of just art because I could relate that to photography. I could relate that through video. I could yeah. relate that through music. So that's why when a lot of people like, you know, some, a lot of people say I, I do a lot of things. Like I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, which I'm like, I'm not a jack of all trades. I'm an artist. I love yeah. creating and creating, creating is what I was born to do. Mm-hmm. And the beauty about creating is whatever you create, it becomes eternal as long as someone values it. Someone value, yeah. The thing I wouldn't even summarize, like, as you were saying that, it's like, and just thinking about my experience, it's um, moments make memories, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a moment, but the impact that it has on you is like a thumbprint onto your brain and your heart. So that's what yields the memory. It has an impact and you can 
have this everlasting thing but the thing that i love is being able to like repurpose it like yep. i have old pictures of my mom that are in photo albums that i then took or i've created stuff with them and just kind of recontextualize them i have this really cool picture of my mom it's not done yet but one of my students who's the one who did the nipsey hoodie for me for that did the nipsey hoodie for me shout out to my student sabrina the one from the last episode right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um she's very talented and um she's painting this picture of my mom and she showed me some 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 uh some behind the scenes stuff of it so i can't wait till it's done and i'll show i'll show an image of it when it's all done she oh, said man. she's almost finished with it but um it's really dope so i was like you know i'm super appreciative um of it but again it's going to be another way to recontextualize that picture because i remember that picture from my childhood because my mom had a sizable picture of that printed and it was on the wall was it the photo that you had in the in the playlist one yeah that one and just that one on the playlist one is what i edited it so i edited that to have um like the cow spots on it but i did it in black and white okay so i i have a you know personal affection for black and white but i added the cow spots which most people probably wouldn't notice but my mom loved cows so <laughs> i try to redesign and fix things and that's what that's what was so Liminal. dope yeah word <laughs> <laughs> but my one boy that i um my one boy uh who knows me from back in the day uh i had he had checked out the the visual and he gave me some critique and i love it because I, I love i love critique i, I don't mind yeah. the people say oh you should have done this or thought about that um, I love that, and I think it's just the marketing side of me just kind of enjoys feedback because it's coming from a sincere place most of the time. So uh-huh. he was just like, you know, not for nothing. Miss Lillian would be real upset because there wasn't enough cow in that. And I started cracking <laughs> up. I said, yo, you're right, bro. I said, but I might be traumatized from all those cow spots because I was always buying her cows, and, you know, I see them <laughs> all the time. So, um, but he said that it was a trip. But um, yeah, that picture is very iconic um but i loved it but even with this thing i like i wanted i wanted the visuals to be like hyper intentional like yeah. everything in there stuff that i shot or made or i was there for like a particular moment so it was like they all lined up with what was happening so like what you alluded to earlier about you know um the line where i'm talking about not you flirting with men like mm-hmm. that would that vi- that video from that moment is literally in the video yeah you know so it was like my mom wasn't she wasn't really able to communicate much but she understood vibes and it was trippy because we went to visit and then we're talking and hanging out and she's just like chilling whatever whatever and my sister's like yeah but she likes music so she opened up her uh her tablet i'm not gonna name i almost named the brand and i'm not about to do that but (laughs) i I caught myself (laughs) um She opens it up and puts on a Bruno Mars song. And all of a sudden, my mom went from like this. She sits up and she's like kind of smiling and she's moving. And I'm like, (laughs) Bruno Mars will do that to you. (laughs) I was like, who do you think you is? Silk Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, word. I was like, mom, nah, we're not going to do this. And then they put on justin timberlake and she's rocking i said oh you oh you over here being a heathen you trying to flirt with dudes like i was just messing with her i'm bringing sexy back yeah all right i'm shutting that down <laughs> shoot that was still, that's still mom's now i'm saying i'm shutting all that down so but that you know that was a real moment that video's in there you know what i mean yeah and that, 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 that photo that photo is beautifully captured the one thing i wanted to mention was when 
whenever I think about that happening, I always think of the movie Click from Adam Sandler because I feel like Adam Sandler's <laughs> yeah. great at making movies that will make you laugh, but there's always like a message mm-hmm. as well. And I love those kind of movies. Uh, some people don't like those feel good type of movies. I love them. Um, and I think the, the the most impactful thing about Click, besides it being very funny throughout, is if we did have a remote and we would skip through the parts where we would argue with a loved one um, and then we would skip to the part where that loved one is passing away. If you could go back, how would you change that scenario? Because sometimes ever since I seen that scene, Mm. whenever I argue with my mom, whenever I argue with my dad, I think about that scene and I'm like, shoot, I could have probably handled that a lot better because if something were to happen today, tomorrow, would I be happy with that being the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I have a, uh, I had a, a quote saved in my phone that I had shared, like, you know, um, talk, talk to people as if that's the last time you're going to talk to them. Yeah, man. And that's how you make the most out of every minute and moment. Cause at any moment, any of us could be moving on, you know what I'm saying? So, um, to be honest, like I don't really have, like regrets like I don't, there's nothing that i think about and like, oh man i wish i did this and like dwell on it the mm-hmm. only thing the only thing i can honestly say and and it's because like you know this is one of my journals right here you know this is pretty impactful but um i've been journaling for a long time and i talk about journaling so much on this podcast and in real life to everyone but um because i'm so self-aware um I've put a lot of those things in there and I learned from it and I'm always willing to apologize when I'm wrong and stuff like that. Yeah. But the only thing I could say that I wish I would have did, but I also understand why I wasn't able to like do some of those things is I had an idea in one of my journals that I wanted to capture more footage of my mom and like have her talking about like her childhood and talking about like, her relationship with her brothers and sisters and her mom and her dad and things like that um that i thought would have been cool to just have and like make a documentary of some sort yeah man but you know i it just didn't happen but i also recognized that with everything that i was dealing with i didn't necessarily have the emotional bandwidth to create in that way at the time because i was just trying to breathe right you were trying to live in the moment yeah so i was like you know perfect world cool i would have did that but i I was dealing with so much that it just didn't fit in the cards and that's okay but that's why i also say that to say for people that listen to this or people that i talk to like i'm always saying like you embrace your loved ones you know cherish like those moments don't take people for granted let them know how you feel in the moment (laughs) or whenever you think of them i think that's why i'm like very intentional so like i'm out somewhere i'm doing something i think of someone I just text them or if I see something that somebody would like something that someone would like when I'm at the store or whatever and something that reminds me of them, I just buy it or I take a picture of it and like oh this reminded me of da 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 and I'm mad random like that but it's like nah like yeah. there's a that's a positive trigger for a reason so right why let it be a fleeting thought you know like <laughs> yeah and, and and the thing is like we also have to like every day be appreciative of everyone around us including our parents our siblings our friends because when we think about like the timeline right 
Mm-hmm. A lot of us are expecting our friends to live till they're 75. A lot of us are expecting our sister to live, or I said sister because my sister, um, brother or sister to live till they're 75 or parents to live till they're 75. But life doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So if you show appreciation every day um, to those people, and obviously we're human, you're going to have moments where you're going to butt heads, you're going to argue. But at the end of the day, I think it's all part of growing and being mature and, and just forgiving. Mm-hmm. But just kind of putting that into a thought of like, you know, any day that person might not be there. Yeah, that's the reality. And it's a scary thought that a lot of people tend to avoid. And then by when they avoid it so much and they don't prepare for it, then it hits them even harder. And then they f- fall into this deep hole because they just mm-hmm. don't know how to get back up. So I think a lot of the stuff that we talked in this episode today about, you know, surrounding yourself maybe with people that have been through that and help you process those emotions or go through therapy, do art as therapy, um, and really like try to figure out a way, your own way on how you're going to process those emotions. But the most important part is actually processing them and not ignoring them. Yeah. What I say is um, everyone has a shovel. Yeah, you can grow a lot of things, but most people are just burying their pain. But if you bury pain without processing, you're going to grow a whole a bunch of weeds. You're not going to bear too mm. many fruits. But if you process and then you give the good things, you know, flower, I was flower, water, sunlight, soil. Yeah. You know, you get to reap, you know, the fruits of that that work that you put in and processing, but most people don't. Nor are we taught. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like right. You know, I was taught this stuff. This is just stuff that Yo, I really read a lot of stuff and process stuff and like I wish more people would because I'm like, I'm like, bro, we grew up with Google. I'm saying like not that I had it since I was a little kid, but I did go to the library. But having the Internet and having Google and it's like there's so much books and information. So if you don't know something, it's at your fingertips. So like also by not doing it, you choose ignorance. And it's funny that, that you mentioned that like when a loved one does pass. The most common thing you hear about is, oh, they didn't have a will. Oh, they didn't have their paperwork in line. And then everything gets kind of out of place. Because even if you're young, you should kind of look into it. And and now that I'm thinking about it, I got to look into it because I don't got my stuff in place. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because then if it does happen either to you or to a loved one, it's a lot easier for you to process versus having to process this and now dealing with all the, the administrative things that you have to do um, for that to happen. Yep. So with that being said, I think definitely if you guys have anything that you would like to share in the comments, any thoughts, definitely check out Nice's new track. I really loved it for his first yeah. track. That was you know he set the high the bar pretty high so his second one better be fire oh, or else Lord. you know we're about to call him one hit nice <laughs> <laughs> one hit wonder jones that's crazy album coming <laughs> soon right album coming soon album coming soon but for sure check out check that out is there any specific book in this pile that you want to shout out um before i get to that uh i'd like to challenge people mm-hmm. that's off of what you were just saying um, I challenge you all to because one of my themes with this was, you know, give people their flowers while they can still smell them, you know, show your appreciation. Mm. So, you know, um, I challenge you as soon as you hear this, you know, give someone their flowers that maybe you haven't talked to in a while that you still appreciate. Maybe that can yep. be 
you know, don't be afraid to be the one to extend the olive branch. So there's no, there's no power in holding resentment. If anything, you hold yourself back with resentment. So, you know, give someone their flowers. I challenge you to do that. Show someone their appreciation. Text somebody random to say how important they are. Smile at a stranger. Just do something, right? Yep. The other thing I challenge people to do is get your affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Look into estate planning. Look into life insurance if you don't got it. You know, there's so many resources. If you don't know a resource, holla at me. I know tons of them. Like, trust me, I, I know people that got it for sale. There's no excuse for it these days. And you know, people don't realize how much of an actual investment it is, and that you can like flip those securities by having life insurance. You know, it's, yeah, it's something you can flip. So, you know, um, just and if it's not planned, if it's not even planned correctly with like you know you passing away it could be a, an expense that's unforeseen and it could really impact you it and it's a big burden on your loved ones like uh-huh. why would you want to leave everyone else with this big burden and like now it's a hope of you know um people have to fundraise and stuff and you know i'm not knocking that but it's like if we all got more educated on it you know right spread the knowledge be as simple as just googling it like how much does life insurance actually cost because chat gbt people assume these things are like expensive but because of in our households a lot of us don't talk about it we don't talk about the importance of having a will we don't talk about the importance of life insurance um things like that so you know have the conversation you know don't be afraid of it you know there's 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 nothing there's nothing better than fear man like put that fear behind you and let it push you forward versus you know being in front of you so Amen.